So the Bearcats won today. That's great, but that was to be expected. Our Locked On Bearcats, your daily podcast on the Cincinnati Bearcats, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And we thank you very much for making Lockdown Bearcats your first listen of every day, free and available everywhere you get your podcast and on YouTube. Don't forget to subscribe to our Lockdown Bearcats YouTube channel, up to 516 subscribers and counting. Alex Frank here with you, your host each and every day. Cincinnati beating Kennesaw State earlier today at Nippert Stadium, 63-10. to Great, but that was expected. Come on. I'm not going to celebrate a, you know, a win in Game 2 against Kennesaw State when you did what you were supposed to do, which was blow out an FCS team because you're an FBS team who's coming off a college football playoff appearance and, quite frankly, should be 1-0. I am going to acknowledge the good from today, though, and there were a lot of good things. But let's be honest. This team prides itself, rather, this program. I don't know if this team is going to pride itself on this. I think it could. But this program prides itself on taking care of business against teams they should beat. Most points scored under Luke Fickle, rather tied for the most points scored under Luke Fickle today, 63. The other game in which they did that was game three in 2018 against Alabama A&M. They took care of business in that game as well. They've scored 50 twice on bad ECU teams. They're undefeated against FCS teams under Luke Fickle. And here's the thing. This performance today was better than the performance last year against Murray State. If you remember that game, that game was tied 7-7 at the half. Yeah, that was a stressful time for a lot of Bearcats fans, including me. The Bearcats today never let Kennesaw State know they had a chance to win this game. So it's good the Bearcats won. It's always good when you can get a win because as we've seen today around college football, wins aren't going to be easy to come by. Just ask Notre Dame and Texas A&M. But Cincinnati still, they had to go out there and play their game. They did. And we'll talk about, you know, the game they played today because I thought it was a very good game. But 63-10 to 10 is not something we should celebrate and go to Woody's or wherever or Skyline Chili and celebrate a great win. Even though I did have Skyline after the game. But here's the thing. The biggest takeaway for me in this game, was the Bearcats holding Kennesaw State to under 150 rushing yards. And why is that significant? Because it's the first time in 74 games Kennesaw State was held below that total. The Bearcats' defense held serve against the triple option again. And there are ways to stop it. But we particularly take note of when the Bearcats' defense is going to face a triple option. Because we remember the first time they faced it with Luke Fickle was in 2017 against Navy. They gave up almost 600 yards rushing. Ever since then, there has been a strong emphasis. And one thing about Cincinnati is once they see something once, they're going to emphasize it and they're going to correct it. And the second time around, they will stop it. Or they will do better. Whatever it is they're facing. The next year, the Bearcats held Navy to 124 rushing yards. 124. That's about 20% of what they gave up in 2017. 
against Army in 2020. Mind you, they didn't know they were going to play Army until two weeks before it happened. That was after fall camp. They held them to 182 rushing yards. I had never seen, and I remember that game vividly, I had never seen Army, Navy, Air Force, Georgia Tech, whomever. I had never seen a team that runs the triple option as their primary offense throw the ball as many times as Army did that day. That's how good the Bearcats defense was. The Black Cats defense, led by Marcus Freeman. God, I really feel for him today. He still doesn't have a win as Notre Dame's head coach, but that's not the story here. The story here, well, I mean, if you want to, you know, celebrate that Cincinnati is a better record than Notre Dame, you could do that. The story here is this defense shows they can play different defenses every week and they'll have success. They can play 3-3-5, they can play 4-3, they can play 4-3-4, they can play 4-4-3, does not matter. Because this defense takes great pride in stopping the run. As this program's culture and what their identity has been established over the years under Luke Fickle, they take great pride in stopping the run. They will make you have to go through the air to win the game, and Kennesaw State could not do that today at all. It starts with Luke Fickle. Luke Fickle is a defensive-minded head coach. Luke Fickle comes from the Big Ten. Smash-mouth football, where if you stop the run, you have a great chance of winning week in and week out. And that's been brought down here to Cincinnati. And that was on dis- and that was on display today. Again, great that the Bearcats won. This is the first time I've hosted a show on this podcast after a win. I should be happy about that, and I am. But it was like, yeah, that was expected. 63 to 10. They could have won this game 70 to 7 or 70 to 3. And I would have told you, yeah, that's what they were supposed to do. And it's not like Kennesaw State's a bad team. When you play a team like Kennesaw State or Sanford, which by the way, Georgia only winning 33-0 against Sanford is really is that really all that impressive? I don't think so. If when you're playing a team like that, it's not that they're bad. It's just that they're a level below the FBS. Kennesaw State's a damn good program. I mean, you look at what they what they have done in their first seven seasons as a college football program. Four playoff appearances, most wins in the, the first five seasons of any program in college football, period. This was a good program coming in. But Cincinnati just did what they were supposed to do. This team takes great pride in blowing teams out that they're supposed to be. They took great pride in destroying Temple last year. It took great pride in destroying East Carolina twice at home under Desmond Ritter. They took great pride in destroying Marshall in 2019 or beating Miami last year, 49-14. This team will take care of business in games they're supposed to win. Now, the uncharted territory factor that I talked about coming into this game was, and Justin Williams wrote about this in The Athletic earlier this week, Cincinnati had never lost a game in season where there was a next game in three years. I mean, the last time that happened, you didn't even know what COVID-19 was, sadly. Or for the better back then. But now it was different. And I thought the Bearcats came out. By the way, I don't recall seeing a helmet fall off today, so that was good. I thought, you know, a lot of things that went wrong last week were better. Um Penalties today, the Bearcats, yeah, still had 10 for 90 yards, but felt like you didn't really even notice them. 
because they were, you know, up by so many points throughout the whole game. Got 10 penalties for 90 yards, and Kennesaw State didn't have any. That That's still, when we do our film review and takeaways episode on Wednesday, that's something we're going to have to talk about extensively. Because you get you have 10 more penalties than Kennesaw State? That just That's not good to look at. But a lot of other things as far as penalties, you know, they didn't have to kick a field goal. Nine for nine on extra points, Ryan Coe. Um, ben Bryan was much better today. We'll talk about him. So good bounce back win. But every game from here on out is going to have some significance. Starting next week with the battle for the victory bell. And let me tell you, I put a huge emphasis on that game. Because I don't like the Bearcats losing to Miami at all. And they haven't done it since 2005, I think. 2005. Yeah, 2005. But I don't want them to lose to Miami. Because I know how bad that would look. Anyway. Coming up, the other big takeaway that proves a point I made earlier this offseason, as it will hopefully be a continuing development this season. We will get into it after a word from Underdog. This episode, did I mention that at the top of the... Uh, at the top of the um, show. Today's episode is brought to you by Underdog. You can sign up on underdogfantasy.com with promo code LOCKEDON and get your first deposit doubled up to $100. I did not say that at the beginning. I apologize sincerely. That's what this episode is brought to you by. Now we're going to get into uh, this segment one breaks live read. This episode is brought to you by Underdog Fantasy, the easiest place to sign up college football season Easy to play. You can win cold, hard cash in a single game. Underdog has investment backing from Mark Cuban, Kevin Durant, Adam Schefter, and more. They have always been focused on building superior products for a fun user experience. Customer support team is top-notch, the best in the business. Sign up with the promo code LOCKEDON, and Underdog will double your first deposit up to $100. Deposit $100. Get $100 free. Go to underdogfantasy.com or find the Underdog Fantasy app in the App Store, Google Play Store. That's Underdog Fantasy, promo code locked on. Get in on the college football pick'em action today. All right, so nine different players scored today for Cincinnati. Four rushing touchdowns, three passing touchdowns, three receiving touchdowns, two defensive touchdowns. And remember a point I made earlier this offseason that this that this team might have more depth than last year's today prove that now let's be honest. And I told this to Russ Heldman, you're not going to be able to take away much from this game point blank. You beat an FCS team by 53 whoopty freaking do great. You should beat an FCS team by 50 by 53, but still you can look at what happened in this game and say, okay, that's good. That's not good, but you're, I'm not going to sleep on, well, um, whatever. You did see several different players step up, and they can. The running back room is deep. The wide receiver room is deep. If anything, 11 different players with a reception will prove that. I thought there was a balanced attack today offensively. I mean, you look at some of the numbers from this game. 293 passing yards, 231 rushing yards. Ben Bryan was spectacular. 17 of 20 for 201, three touchdowns, 85% completion, 218.9 rating. I don't know if those are always right, though, in the uh, stat broadcast box box score. Evan Prater got some action, 4 of 5 for 92 yards. 
He also had a 44-yard rushing touchdown. That's his third rushing touchdown of his career, by the way. Um, Rushing-wise, Miles Montgomery had a 76-yard touchdown run late in the game. Five total carries, 104 yards. Charles McClellan, 10 carries for 65 and a touchdown. Corey Kiner, 7 for 39 in the touchdown. On the receiving end, Jaden Thompson, four catches, 68 yards. Tyler Scott, three for 42 and a touchdown. Will Pauling, three for 41. Josh Wiley, three for 36 in a score. Leonard Taylor, two for 20 in a score. Uh, Kamal Mateo even had a catch for 32 yards. Charles McClellan had a 14-yard touchdown reception. Trey Tucker had a 12-yard run on a 12-yard catch on a jet sweep. 11 different players with a reception. That shows you the depth that this receiving room has. And now some teams, you know, will win with a dominant receiver like the 2019 Saints with Michael Thomas. Other teams like San Francisco will win games by having everybody contribute. That's what this Bearcats team is going to be. And it's been the it's been that way in years past. Go back to 2019. Multiple different players. There wasn't really a dominant receiver outside of Josiah DeGuara. And even he didn't have that many catches. It was spread around. Even last year was spread around. I could even say it was that way in 2018. So this team prides itself on having a deep running back room, which let's be honest, this is still a run first team. And it showed today. I mean, the Bearcats attempted only 25 passes as opposed to 30 runs of their 55 total plays, 30 to 25. That's a run first team. But this receiving room, if you want to cover Tyler Scott or take him away deep, you're going to be able to hit those underneath passes to Wiley and Taylor. You're going to be able to hit Will Pauling on a crossing route or Nick Martin or whomever it is. And then Tyler Scott, if, you know, he's not going to beat you deep, he's going to beat you with that deadly ink cut that he had on the touchdown reception. So that's what I saw today. Now, Ben Bryant, I thought he looked really good today. I thought he was efficient. I thought he was much better down the field. 17 and 20 for 200. What was it? Seven. And by the way, this came in only three quarters. 17 and 20 for 201 and three touchdowns. About as flawless of a performance as you could have asked for. And it showed that the second half he had last week against Arkansas is not a fluke. Like, Ben Bryan is this team's starting quarterback. And there's no question about it. In, an F, in a game against an FCS opponent where he could have maybe gotten away with struggling, he was anything but that. He was really good today. Evan Prater. That's one thing I wanted to see in this game because I thought it could get to a point, and ultimately it did when the Bearcats were up 42-3, to was when it was if Evan Prater would be able to see action. And sure enough, he did. Evan Prater was really good today. Evan Prater was... Um, I thought he looked poised. I thought he was very smooth. I thought he wasn't panicky in the pocket. I thought that he was dynamic. And no, he did not unseat Ben Bryant for the starting quarterback job. And I think this is a good situation to be in. You know Ben Bryant's good. You've gotten that right. But if something, God forbid, were to happen to Bryant, you now know, hey, Evan Prater can come in and do the job, and not only do the job, but do the job well. So that's something really, that's something that could be a huge necessity going forward. And now you can maybe potentially have a package of plays for Evan Prater. If you get into another blowout game, all Evan Prater is going to do is continue to put great tape out there for this coaching staff, and you hope this doesn't happen. 
but other coaching staffs across the country. Because if Ben Bryan were to stay beyond this year, it would not surprise me if Evan Prater decided to transfer. Now, I hope we don't ever get to that situation, but I'm just saying it could happen. But both quarterbacks look spectacular today, particularly Ben Bryant. And the Bearcats have made a very, very good decision at that position for this season. Coming up, the three stars of the game. Who do you pick on defense? Because overall, a spectacular effort from the defense. We will get into that after a word from LinkedIn, as you see on the screen. As you gear up for fall, you need the right people on your team to help your small business fire on all cylinders like the Bearcats were today. LinkedIn Jobs is here to help and make it easier for you to find the people you want to talk to faster and for free. So you can create a free job post on LinkedIn Jobs to reach your network and beyond to the world's largest professional network of over 810 million people. Then add your job and the purple hashtag hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile to spread the word that you're hiring so your network can help you find the right people to hire. It's simple tools like screening questions that make it easy to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and hire. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn jobs helps you find the candidates you want to talk to faster. Did you know every week nearly 40 million job seekers visit LinkedIn? Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash college. That's linkedin.com slash college to post your job for free. Terms and conditions do apply. All right, let's get into it. Three stars of the game. Wrapping things up here on Lockdown Bearcats. Alex Frank with you, your host, each and every day. Cincinnati beating Kennesaw State 63-10 today at Nippert Stadium, extending the home winning streak to 28 games. We like that. Three stars of the game. Number one, Ben Bryant. Best game of his Bearcats career without question. Flawless performance. First game without a turnover. Uh, first start, rather, without a turnover for the Bearcats. He was efficient, in sync with his receivers. 11 different players with a reception, smooth, confident, clear that he carried the momentum over from the second half of last week. Number two, the entire defense. I I was going to maybe go with Jabari Taylor. I thought about Javon Hicks, both those guys with touchdowns, but great team effort back to front. Ivan Pace Jr., another solid game. Uh, the, the, The front was incredible. The back end was really good. Two defensive touchdowns today. Not often you see that. Uh, Jabari Taylor with a fumble recovery. Dante Corleone looked really good once again. I am really uh, excited about where this kid is going. Um, Cole Rain High School product, tremendous uh, effort once again. Key depth piece to this defense. Eric Phillips was in on the action today, was in on that forced fumble to start the second half. Great fumble recovery by Jabari Taylor. Number three, Tyler Scott made the play of the game with the in cut on his touchdown reception. He's done that before where... Um, he did it last year against Temple, caught a pass on the sidelines, cut back inside, and outraced his defender into the end zone. That was impressive. He's that athletic wide receiver the Bearcats haven't had in a while, maybe since Marty Gilliard. Play of the game, no doubt, and really um, put, helped put the game away if, it, if, if there were still any question, which there really shouldn't have been. So there are your three stars of the game. Ben Bryant, once again, he was on there last week. Um the defense overall, solid, and then Tyler Scott, who had a really nice game last week and another nice game this week. So there you have it. Three stars of the game. We'll be back on Tuesday with Turning Point Tuesday. You might think, are there really turning points in the victory against an FCS opponent? There are, and we will get into them. Wednesday, film review and takeaways. 
Thursday, usually crossover Thursday. I'm working on getting a very special guest on Thursday. You do know this guest if they are able to come on. Well known around Cincinnati. And then Friday, we got the game preview for the battle for the victory bell. The Bearcats looking to win their 16th straight in that rivalry series. And I believe if they do, they are tied for the series lead. I believe that to be the case, but I will confirm that and get back to you on that. As always, you can follow me on Twitter at Frankie underscore Natty with two N's and an ATI. You can follow me on Instagram, AlexFrank9 underscore, or email me at Alex3Frank at gmail.com. And of course, don't forget to subscribe to our Lockdown Bearcats YouTube channel, 516 subscribers and counting, and follow us too to get an alert every time we drop a new episode. Get more on the Big 12 by making Lockdown Big 12 your second listen. Everyday host Josh Neighbors and the local experts of Lockdown take you across the Big 12 in 30 minutes. That's Lockdown Big 12 for your second listen, Lockdown Big 12. I'm Alex Frank for the Lockdown Bearcats podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. We'll be back on Tuesday with Turning Point Tuesday and the Bearcats 63-10 to win over Kennesaw State. Until then, have a great rest of your night. Have a great rest of your weekend. Enjoy the Bengals season opener tomorrow. Please stay safe wherever you're watching the game, whether you're at the game, downtown, or wherever. Please stay safe. Stay healthy so you can keep making Lockdown Bearcats your first listen every day. Back Tuesday here on Lockdown Bearcats. I'm Alex Frank. Have a great rest of your night.